0: three two one welcome back to two dudes talking about motorcycles two dudes talking motorcycles i forgot we took out the about Mm -hmm. i'm dude number one my name is glub i guy number two my name's mitch okay and uh you can find us on social media over here and over there and our podcast email will go right there in the middle so if you have any questions comments suggestions for future topics feel free to let us know because we would love to hear from you guys and uh just a big shout out because we didn't expect to have over what, 500 total listeners yeah. at this point, which, <laughs> but we do. We have a lot of listeners. So awesome. we're very surprised <laughs> by that. So, whoever listens to this, thank you so much and hope you stick around longer.
1: You guys are champs.
0: You guys are champs. <laughs> so, this week or this month for this podcast, <laughs> we're going to be talking about um, kind of a beginner bikes. And we're going to be talking about our suggestions and recommendations for uh, like, Different models of beginner yeah. bikes and as well as how to go about finding your first or beginner bike. But before we get into our main topic, we're going to talk about a very much non beginner bike. <laughs> I was going to say the, that, the opposite of a beginner bike. Yep, exactly. In, in <laughs> all regards. <laughs> it's very expensive. It's very powerful. In fact, it is the most it has the largest engine in a production motorcycle in the world at the moment. And that is the twenty twenty three Triumph Rocket three. Oh, GT so, so good it was such a fantastic <laughs> bike shout out to Eurosports Utah for letting us know that there was a demo of that bike there so we popped on down and decided to try it out and I mean it was a fantastic thing to ride and I think um
1: correct me if I'm wrong uh, for the video listeners do you have a picture of that did we get yes this? I do yeah. have a
0: picture of that let me pull it up thank you for reminding me yeah whatever it is whatever you know what it is maybe I don't have it <laughs> well, yeah well
1: there you oh, go
0: there it is yeah okay we do have it there you go sorry about that we we're uh real scrambling this week you notice we're actually publishing a little bit later this time because we had a few technical difficulties on our first recording so we have to redo it anyways back to the rocket three it is a first of all beautiful looking bike mm-hmm. i absolutely love the dual headlight setup if you're listening to this check it out when you have a chance cuz this thing is stunning and i absolutely love the exhaust headers on the side there just the 3 of them it just looks so like mean and it's, brutal and menacing yeah and it just makes me feel it just made me feel really cool sitting on, on it, top of to that to me thing. it looks
1: like a motorcycle
0: that like batman would ride exactly like, it just it's just such a cool looking bike if it was looking matte black yeah with blackout headlights yeah and like a bat symbol instead of a triumph symbol so and, and definitely be yeah. something, and missiles, yeah. and, and missiles. Yeah, man. I could see them launching out of like where the air intake is. There. Yeah, <laughs> so, so I think that will work well. But it was a fantastic bike, and uh, I absolutely loved riding it. And despite it being a big bike, what surprised me the most is the way it handles, even at lower speeds, you really don't feel the weight of the bike because mm-hmm. the center of gravity is so low because that engine is so heavy. Once you get it moving, it's a very maneuverable machine, even around parking lots, which kind of surprised me because I expected to feel heavy and be heavy because it is not a light bike
1: yeah and that's what that's what surprised me too is just like when i did stop into like a, a parking lot just to like let's see how this thing handles because like I, I got it going really fast of course i mean you know but yeah. it was but i got it you know, it's such a powerful big machine freight like, you're you you have not been on like a more like laid back kind of bike before it's kind of weird to get used to at first but then in the parking lot that thing like it would i just felt confident as like yeah let's all yeah, get a out very confident yeah. inspiring bike there's no reason somebody who has some experience with bigger bikes um there's no reason they shouldn't go demo one of these if they can
0: they definitely should and i agree because what really stood out is not only is that bike really good at handling it is also very very fast <laughs> it's <really> 160 <laughs> horsepower 163 pound feet of torque i think and you, you so, definitely yeah. feel it. Like, even in the first gear, like, <laughs> that thing's already taking off in the flying. And it does not take very long to uh, start breaking a few speed limit laws oh if my you're not careful is. with it. Yeah. Because it is an absolute beast of a bike. And I also found it very comfortable. <laughs> it was surprisingly comfortable. Yeah. It had a very nice, big, cushy seat. Mm-hmm. And it had all the c- creature comforts you'd expect from a bike that costs $25,000. dollars <laughs> you hope. It was... Um, <laughs> you know had heated seats or heated grips I don't mm-hmm. know if i had a heated seat or not I couldn't find I didn't a button for it I didn't look myself but, yeah I didn't look so. either I didn't look through much too much through the menus because mm-hmm. it was late in the day and we didn't want to take up the the dealership's time too much yeah, so so what's your what was your like first impression when you got on it um it was very like it, for, for me it was really strange
1: because like I, I got on there and I like, lifted it up and I was expecting like this big heavy bike but like off the kickstand, it it wasn't heavy to to pull up, not and at that's all. maybe because I'm used to a taller bike, where you have a higher center of gravity, and you kind of got to work that over. Yeah, you know. But like, but not no, that thing was just.
0: It I would was, say when I kicked up the kickstand, I was just like, oh wow, I'm yeah. just this thing's just balanced. Yeah, like, and I we were on take... the
1: more cruiser setup one yeah. too, so it was like, so for me, like the only thing for me was just like it was weird just getting my feet in the right place. Like, yeah, I remember, I I remember taking off. <laughs> I, I remember taking off, and I just tried to like go and put my fit up in like the standard position. Yep. The upright the yeah the standard riding position so yeah. and my feet just like drop down
0: as I'm like going like Yeah, five I did miles I did an an the hour. same I did the same thing cuz I was just like, wait, where's the peg? I was just awesome. like, oh yeah, it's further oh, front. Oh yeah, so it's like it's out here now. Yeah. So. But it's not a super aggressive cruiser position. It's, yeah, you're, you're not like you're fully stretched out there it's no. a very neutral it's just your yeah. legs are more forward yeah than it was just uh leg.
1: yeah it, it's not like an ape hanger by any yeah. means it was but it just like your feet are more forward is all yeah but no and, it was very comfortable i felt like i could like
0: pack a bag and just ride off into the sunset <laughs> yeah. on that thing and peel my skin off at top <laughs> that's top <And> speed <laughs> the one we rode was the gt model they also have the r which is oh is that okay which is the more uh Kind of a street-oriented model, I should say. So it has a standard riding position, yeah. where your feet are right below. Uh, oh right below yeah, that's your right. So it's more angle. like sporty. Yeah, it's yeah. a lot more sporty and stuff, It <laughs> doesn't have. Uh, I don't think it has a, as big of a pillion seat and the pillion backrest like the GT does. Oh yeah, and probably some other missing features. Some on there. The one, the only thing that kind of surprised me is, despite it being a twenty-five thousand dollar bike, it did not have electronic suspension. At least in the front. I didn't check to see if it had the back it was electronic or not Yeah, i don't remember but i I think the rear was i want to say but i don't want to quote that either yeah i (laughs) don't know know off the top of my head but i was kind of surprised that the front was not electronically adjusted because i kind of expected something like that to be a case on a bike that expensive yeah but maybe they're trying to keep it more more like stripped down more manual yeah i don't know i mean like because i i hit
1: hit some bumps and it wasn't bad either yeah like it wasn't uh, another thing I did think of too from like uh, in the time since we've ridden that bike, um, drive shaft.
0: Oh, it is a shaft drive. Huh? Yeah. So oh, the, that's yeah. very nice. It's yes. Don't have to worry <laughs> about cleaning your maintenance except for once every once in a lifetime, probably. Yeah. If that. <laughs> I really want winter to be over, but I really don't want to clean my chain. No, you're going to have to do it, man. I just got to understand that so you can. Yeah, it much so. <laughs> easier. So, should we move on to our main topic? Uh, yeah, I think so. Okay.
1: Nice. Oh, we got to thank them though uh, for letting yes. us hit that demo because that was awesome.
0: Yeah, thank you again to Euro Sports Utah. Utah. Now, <laughs> so yep. it's, formerly we, Harrison Euro Sports. If you're uh, in the area, or if you're planning on looking them up, if you live in Utah, you definitely check them out because they are awesome folks down there, and they mm-hmm. they have plenty of bikes. We have BMW's, Triumph, Ducati's. So, I haven't had in. a bad experience no. down there
1: yet. So, <laughs> pop in and uh,
0: see if they got a demo. Mm-hmm. So, our main topic, like I mentioned earlier, is beginning motorcycles. So, I have a small little list of beginner bikes that I think would kind of work for someone just barely starting out, something that's uh, relatively low priced. I kind of try to keep it under uh, ten thousand dollars for a brand new bike or for a used one. And uh, kind of separate into different categories. And you kind of had just uh, different suggestions on what to look for, correct?
1: Yeah, Yeah, that's because, you know, when we, like, we had this idea come up, I was thinking, like, oh, well, like, let's just talk, like, we can talk about, like, our recommendations for beginner bikes. But then I started thinking, like, well, there's different kinds of riders. Yeah. People who start out, you know, really young or into, like, early to mid to late 20s and even beyond. You know, pe- you know people can start at any age. Pretty much. So it's just like, I, and then... then Within that, there's people who want to do different kind of riding. Yeah, you know, I wanted to start out on cruisers. I thought, I thought I wanted a cruiser. when Yeah, that's what I'm trying to say. <laughs> so, so I wanted a uh, a cruiser when I started, and I got into riding and I rode my Honda Rebel. I do think that's a really good like beginner cruiser bike. Yeah, um, you know, for like if if you're someone who's maybe smaller stature, um, or you don't you don't have like the height because um, motor that can be a challenge for
0: yeah you know yeah I his, mean his height yeah but when then they... I was
1: but I was thinking then because we talked about it earlier too or last week as well was the um you know so my dad rides a Honda shadow rebel 750 yeah and I'll, honestly like you if you want a v twin you know and like and you don't want to go out and spend a ton of money, you know uh those honestly it's a nice bike the those those shadow uh yeah Honda shadows like it, it's a okay. nice ride and they're not and too that's... expensive. That's a little bit of an older bike, right? I, yeah, it does, it's pretty more bare-bones. Yeah, it's more yeah. bare-bones. Do I, I don't know if they've updated still? it. I'm pretty sure they, so? they do. Okay. Yeah, I'm okay. I wasn't so. sure.
0: But, um, no, but yeah. it is a more
1: bare-bones bike, I'm okay. pretty sure, uh, unless they've done updates that I haven't looked into. But, you know, like, again, as a beginner, you want to get into, like, that um, that style of riding. I think yeah. that would be a good bike that you can, one, learn with and then grow into, Um so you should be like set for a while, that makes with sense a, for a cruiser. But what did you but what about you? What was um, did you kind of go for? I actually
0: did have uh the little categories here. So, for one of them, I did have the uh Honda Rebel as part of the cruiser, also along with the um um the Vulcan S, the Kawasaki Vulcan, mm, yeah. Because, one, um, I think they're pretty very nice looking bikes especially in that kind of a darker green they have which i'm not the biggest (laughs) fan of like the bright green that kawasaki puts on a lot of their bikes but i think it looks very nice on the vulcan because it kind of just works well with like the chrome or the blackout on it i think it just adds adds a lot a lot to it also i feel like it's a little bit darker than a lot of their other colors so maybe that kind of helps i was gonna i was just gonna make a joke (laughs) about kawasaki and monster (laughs) Monster energy (laughs) green (laughs) Green. (laughs) but I think it's a pretty looking bike and it is uh I think it's a 650 cc so I think that's a very good kind of a starting range for a beginner bike yeah. and uh, along with that I also have the Rebel 500 because I remember you had yours mm-hmm. and I remember I, I think I well I've rode I don't know if I ever rode yours but I have ridden a Rebel 500 before and it is a very uh, low to the ground very it's not an intimidating bike so i think yeah. it'd be a very nice beginner bike whether you want to get into like a cruiser category mm-hmm. or just have a beginner bike i think it's a very good one to start off not, with
1: yeah and, and like you know i could probably go on and on for like things that i didn't like about the rebel now that i have more experience as i go riding and stuff now yeah you know? um but honestly it was a great bike like all, all things considered for the price for like um the looks for it yeah and then like Cause again, I was pretty, I was not pretty nervous. I was a little nervous getting, <laughs> oh, yeah, riding, all of us, uh, you know? Or, and so it, it did help me like being able to get, like get out there on the, on having, starting on a smaller bike, Yeah, even though I'm six foot <laughs> and like, but I would, cause you know, like walking into the dealership, and I see that big, tall Africa Twin, and I was like, oh, no, 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 no. Oh, yeah. The Africa <laughs> Twin is a very intimidating looking bike. Yeah. But on the downside of that, you know, I, it does seem like 500cc is easy to grow out of, especially oh, if you're yeah. a, a bigger person or you want to like you doing more traveling.
0: Just like you, I also started out on the 500cc bike. Yeah. In fact, our bikes had the same exact engine. <laughs> yeah, same it was engines. Just tuned a little bit different because <laughs> my first bike was the Honda CB500X, the 2019 model. And from the start I knew that I wanted to start in or get into the adventure bike category because I've been watching Itchy Boots on YouTube for a while at that point. Several other riders that have traveled uh you know throughout the world on motorcycles and they all have adventure bikes. I'm like, that is something that I really want to do. Yeah. I wanna have an adventure bike because I want to be able to ride on road and off-road and I wanted something like that. So after Doing some research, going through a few models, which included the Honda. um We're good, sorry. Okay. (laughs) So, which included the uh, Honda CB500X. I tried the Royal Enfield, the Himalayan, the uh, Kawasaki Versus 300, and all really good beginner bikes and very low priced bikes. But I decided to go with the 500X because the other ones I probably would have grown out of very quick because the 500 i had for two years and it did feel like it grew out really really quick yeah but that's what i have on my list for beginner adb bike is the honda cb 500x and i also added the honda crf 300l if you want something a little bit more dirt oriented but Mm -hmm. still has uh, fairings and a little bit larger fuel tank than your average dual sport Uh, you
1: know something i realized too um it's like because we had the same engine you know 500 cc bikes and like you got what two roughly two years or a little more than two years yeah. out of yours. I got like eight or seven months out of mine before yeah. I jumped on mine. And like, and you know, we've talked about it before. Like, oh, I got this good deal, but at the same time, like, I was ready to upgrade at that point too. Yeah,
0: you yeah. know.
1: And so it was very like, um, yeah. So it's just interesting to see there's between two perspectives of just like, oh, like, well, what's gonna work, you know? Yeah, exactly. Um, for how long you can hold out
0: for? And I felt like I probably could have gone even longer on my CB 500X, but. Once I rode the uh, the Tiger Nine Hundred that I have now, I was just like, "Oh, this is too good! Yeah. This is too good of a bike." Like it just felt so much more refined, yeah. Way more power, way better suspension, like way better handling. I was like, "Yeah, I'm right. sold. I'm sold." <laughs> right. I tried the Africa Twin before that, and I was like, "This is good," but it just feels so top heavy. Yeah, like, I was not. I was not a big fan, but I do, did like how it had a lot, pretty substantial electronics package on it compared yeah. to the triumph yeah uh, for so. <laughs> relatively same price um okay so further down the list i have a naked and standard bike so okay. i had the suzuki sv650 because that's a favorite of reddit so i just started mm-hmm. to throw it up throw that on there but in all reality it is a very like basic bike that is a good all-around city bike and street bike because it's not tall. It's not big. Yeah. It's good amount of power for what it has, and it looks pretty. Well, good. All the, all the kits and stuff out oh, there. 100 percent. You
1: can pretty much do whatever you want to yeah. a SV650 in terms of like mods and customization. Oh, absolutely. And stuff like so that. I think
0: if you're planning to you know upgrade or really play around with it, yeah. it's really good. Plus, there's a million of them. You can find True. them online <laughs> yeah. so easy, and I'm pretty sure the parts for them are very abundant and cheap. Suzuki, which has yeah, gotta be, which is hope. a very good thing to have in a beginner bike because. You know, there's a high chance that you might end up dropping it mm-hmm. or doing something with it, or you might want to like change some parts out. And you can find those pretty easily and very cheap compared to, say, like a European bike. Yeah. And speaking of European bikes, I also have on there um, for the naked slash standard category the Triumph Trident 660. Yeah. Which is one of the newer Triumph models. Cause I think <laughs> it came out in the last couple of years or so. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's 2021, 20, I think. Or
1: it was announced 2020 but it was after i got my honda because when that was announced i was like
0: like well if i had known that i would have waited (laughs) i do remember that and the Trident 660 is a very nice and a very robust like well you got all sorts of like
1: yeah like honestly like for like all the stuff that you get like on there like a um i don't think it's true tft is it no, it's, it's got a I fancier screen. LCD. Yeah, yeah. It's but an it's, LCD,
0: but it's like one of the nicer LCDs. It's got yeah, the color on it. It's a little brighter and stuff. Yeah, and
1: it's got like the mo or not modes, but it's got like cruise control, I th- believe. And then like. Um,
0: I think it does have a couple of riding. It has traction it's a control. It's Rider Yeah, that's yeah.
1: it, Maybe not cruise, cruise. Yeah, probably traction control. Yeah, it it's, has got, traction it's got a lot control, of good Rider it's got, aids uh, included.
0: Like stability control and things mm-hmm. like that. Something you don't really see on a lot of beginner bikes. And it looks good. And it looks good. Yeah. I don't have a picture, unfortunately, but. Yeah um, it is a good-looking bike, and I think it's really nice that it has, uh, especially like traction control mm. and ABS and things, because I think those things can be very helpful for a beginner rider. So you yeah. don't want go too crazy, but also the bike can help you manage kind of sketchier situations if yeah. you lose traction or can't get traction. It can kind of mitigate and that and help you out with that a little bit. Yeah,
1: and just like the size of the bike and its torque and power, from what it seems, is it just it's one of those things that you can grow into. It's one you're not going to, you shouldn't yeah. outgrow very quickly.
0: And I think this is a point that I just wanted to mention. A small engine bike doesn't necessarily mean it's not a fun bike or not not a powerful bike. No, not at all. And I think one of the probably like benefits of a smaller bike, smaller capacity bike, is that you can really rev them out. You can have fun with it. You can really push that engine without going well, like, like 100 miles an hour a, yeah <laughs> well, like
1: for a standard bike like one i was considering and like put out was like the the uh the duke 390 from oh, ktm yeah, yeah i I, I see too. people having tons of fun on those things yeah you know or, or like
0: on the, the baby dukes or like the ninjas yeah the, the ninja, ninja
1: 300, 300, 300, 300 400. like yeah people r3 the the yeah. yamaha r3s which is what i put for like the, if you want like this the fully fared sport bike I, I i would say like an r3 yeah and probably i can't the, go wrong with an r3
0: i had the ninja 400 or or the honda cbr 550 for that because one it's cheap reliable easy to find (laughs) and if you want to get into sports riding those bikes they'll haul ass even though they're small capacity bikes they're still very very they're high they're
1: high wound what's the word i'm looking for high rev high yeah yeah Yeah, they're high rev
0: bikes (laughs) and um and i don't think you can go wrong with either one just because yeah like you said it's or like yeah smaller engine bikes yeah you can still have a lot of fun with them it's a good it's a good sport bike for the road yeah (laughs) and you know i feel like if you're a new rider you kind of hit to you get you'll get to a point where you kind of know or you feel like Mm. you know i kind of want to do more or i wish this bike did this or had this feature or had this other feature and that's when it kind of starts to click for you
1: yeah that
0: i want to look at another bike for a minute (laughs) and then you end up finding a good deal on one or falling in love with one and then you just end up buying one you're like Oh, I'm back in debt now. Yeah. Well, yeah, that's what
1: I learned. The correct answer isn't to like get a different bike. It's to get another bike.
0: If I had the money in the room to put another bike, I would, I would definitely do
1: it. Same. It's really hard not having a bike payment. I kind of miss that financial strain. It was like, I only have one motorcycle. That is so much fun to have. Yeah.
0: (laughs) I'm still paying for my tiger. So it'll be a while before I get another one. But, um, so next, I wanted to touch on. Oh, can I say mine oh. first? Oh yeah, yeah. sorry. Because like, um, you know, we're trying to stay in like
1: a, a price point, or we're con- we're taking that into consideration for new riders. But like, yeah. honestly, if you could find like a used one, or if you have like a little bit more like wiggle room in your budget, um, for like the standard slash classic kind of bike, and I wasn't sure which to put this into, um, honestly, like a street uh, a street twin or a uh, Bonneville T one hundred. Those oh, nine, those nine hundred CC engines. Yeah, you're right. You know, because like they're, the, the, now those bikes can or the Bonnevilles can be a little bit heavier in weight, just like for like the yeah the classic part of them. Um, but like they're gonna, you're gonna be able to have a lot of fun on them. Um, beautiful looking bikes. They're beautiful. Too. They're absolutely gorgeous uh, bikes. Um, if you want that classic standard look, you know, and I, then I put down like the, um, the Trident or. The uh, like the KTM's, if you want more of like a standard naked bike, Sporty I guess. Bike. Yeah, but that's actually yeah. a good
0: point because uh, just the other week I saw uh, the bonville T100. I think it, this is actually an older T120, but it was ten grand used. So oh, yeah. the T100 would be even cheaper than that. Mm-hmm. So yeah. It's if you want like a very classic looking old school motorcycle, those those are actually a very mm-hmm. good option. You can find used ones. It's a little bit harder to find right now, yeah. but you can find used ones for under ten grand. And I mean, well, you'll be even cruising in style on those. Yeah, and
1: even like the the street twin too. Like it that still has that classic yeah. Bonneville look with a little bit more modern twist to it. Yep. Yeah. So it's like, yeah, I would say like those would be some great,
0: very good looking bikes. Yeah. Also, even uh, this just came up in my head: the uh, Desert Sled, or the the desert ducati uh oh scrambler. scrambler oh i was Sorry, like the, i
1: would have to disagree with you on the desert sled for no, being I was, a beginner I was bike think, <laughs> I, was, I was thinking
0: the ducati scrambler desert sled not the desert x oh my bad yeah. my bad yeah the, yeah yeah but that's also but i think you can find those for under 10 grand too mm-hmm. yeah roughly around that that price range if you want something a little bit fancier a little bit i do see a, a lot of the
1: ducati scramblers around yeah it's so a like, very
0: popular model yeah
1: and like they're not crazy
0: expensive either i mean no. they're, they're
1: more than like what you'd get for like a honda or something oh, You know, it, it all depends like what where you want it like what you want yeah. to get but i do see a lot of people on those so
0: and then for one last category i had and this one i kind of put a question mark next to it because i wasn't really sure if this is the right bike for it but i had the uh versus 650 and that's for like the touring category oh yeah so yeah. if you want to do long weekend rides or you know Week-long rides, but don't really care about going off-road and, you and stuff to, like and that. And you don't have to break the bank for a touring to, bike, yeah, because <laughs> touring bikes they get up there in price because <laughs> they yeah. have touring so many ADV. different features and things like that. Um, yep. But the Versa Six Hundred and Fifty, you can find them used very, very cheap, and they're fairly cheap brand yeah. new, and they're just available everywhere, and they're pretty much your run-of-the-mill um, touring bike. They're yeah, a little bit sport, more sport touring bike. Yeah. yeah, they're kind of like I feel like they're in between. <clears throat> sport touring and adventure like this weird model because they still have like they kind of are yeah a smaller front wheel and this like a smaller back wheel yeah compared to like true adventure bikes but they still kind of like have the shape and look like kind of kind of like yeah. it's kind of a weird like hybrid in between yeah type model but i think they do look I mean, they look fairly good. I like, think I remember like
1: looking at one, like an ad online for one. Cause it was used. It was cheap. Yeah. Um, you know, like, uh, or shouldn't say cheap. It was affordable. Yeah. Um. For like what I was looking at. I was, like, I don't think it really would have been a bad option, but at the same time, it's like, I just, I, I. don't know. I haven't ridden one. So it's, it would be unfair to say I had, I had more fun on my
0: rebel, but yeah. Um, The rebel was a little peppy 500, you know, it was yeah. a little fun. So, yeah. and the, uh, <laughs> But the touring category, if you are looking to get into that, you're going to be probably more than like a pony up a little bit more money yeah, because those bikes, true touring bikes, get uh, get pricey and, very fast, especially in you know, the sport touring category.
1: And what we've discovered too that um, the motorcycle is not the most expensive part of motorcycling. No, <laughs> it is not. It is everything else that you just <laughs> yes. end up having. I was looking yes. around like my little office space and like all that. It's just. I've got so much stuff. And I have so much random gear. And I was like, wh- and stuff like why, that. why do I have this? I have yeah. worn this since I bought <laughs> exactly. it. Exactly.
0: And <laughs> that is a good point to bring up and get segued to the next segment really is Oh yeah. <laughs> when you're starting out, uh, don't just budget for the motorcycle. Oh so gosh. that's going to be a large chunk of your budget, but you're going to be spending a ton of money on gear. Mm-hmm. And you can find very cheap gear from uh, various different brands and different, even from more of like, the premium brands, mm-hmm. in quotes, um, you know, they have different levels of, of yeah, well, like and all this, prices. all this for
1: helmets and stuff, like, just like, my mic, um, like your, your safety is not going to be improved by spending more money, no, um, no you just get you can, some more creature comforts,
0: exactly. So with a helmet, uh, definitely look to make sure it's uh, Snell. Snell rated Snell or, or Ece, ECE, yeah, yeah. e c or the newer ones coming in is the FEMA, I think. or The oh, I know what you're talking F I Yeah, I know what you're talking about FIMA, FIME. Something. I know what you're talking rating. about. okay Yeah, because yeah. I watched.
1: Um, it's a
0: Fortnite. Fortnite. I yeah. watched. Four, yeah, so, <laughs> talking about that, or like, <laughs> or in the UK they have the Sharp rating as yeah. well, which is like the UK standard. And in the US, obviously, they're all going to have to be dot rated, yeah. Department of Transportation, but uh, Fortnite actually has a really good video where it talks about how that's a very terrible standard because it's basically just an honor system and yeah. anyone can put a sticker on their helmet saying it's certified. <laughs> so yeah. I would personally always double check to make sure it's either ECE or Snell rated or um, Sharp or whatever other certifications because mm-hmm. those guys focus on certifying helmets not for just street riding, but for actual like racing and things like that. Yeah. So... Instead of, no, I, and it's not an honor system; they actually have to test them and prove that yeah their helmet works well, and, to get that certification. And on that topic of
1: <clears throat> of, of helmets, um, I was wondering what you think. So I started out; I, I bought like a two hundred and fifty or a three hundred dollar helmet.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, you know, and it got the job done. It was Snell and ECE rated, and you know, this was, it was it, it was a good helmet for yeah. safety and everything. Um, but it was a little heavy. Um, it was a little bulbousy and then like, by the time I got my other bike, I was just like kind of wanting something a little bit better and it was loud too. Mm-hmm. So for me, I'm in the, I'm in the camp of, you know, like buy once, cry once now. Cause I started as like, okay, I'm just getting into this. I don't know if I'm going to like it that all that much. So I bought a cheap jacket. I bought cheap gloves, cheap pants, um, and then like a cheap helmet. So, like, you know, and they were all motorcycle rated. They were safe, but I've replaced them. Or I have them, and I just don't use them anymore. Yeah. So, what do you? Are you a buy once, cry once? Are you like thinking I mean, you, like, or would you tell somebody to like, you know, obviously, obviously like don't, um, I wouldn't say like you know, like,
0: don't go over, don't don't
1: empty your bank account yeah. for for something better, but like, but plan accordingly.
0: I uh, I don't remember if you remember when we first started riding together since we both started relatively the same time. Yeah, but I came riding in a sand jacket. Oh yeah, with that's right. The uh, Revit uh, <laughs> lumbar jeans, about two hundred fifty dollars jeans, and about, like what two hundred? Yeah, you were all out. Yeah. I went. I went all <laughs> out in a six hundred dollars helmet yeah. with a showy. I was in the more more of the um, buy once, cry once type of deal because I wanted something that I can just buy and yeah. have and be comfortable in and have it work and uh the biggest thing that i spent the most money on was the helmet because mm. i was kind of under the impression like oh it's more expensive so it has to be safer it has to be safer, be, to be safer <laughs> to say, yeah. and better it was kind of after that i learned it's like okay that's not really the case there's different levels but yeah. like you said there's the creature comforts that you get from a more expensive helmet you get a better liner inside that's removable and washable and mm-hmm. more like was it the antibacterial so it doesn't smell as bad you might get better ventilation. You might get a better visor or like mm. it'll come with like a pin lock or just or, noise control or just better noise insulation yeah. and things like that. And so not necessarily safety, but it just makes you feel more comfortable. Yeah. Uh, they could be lighter. Like you got some of those climb helmets you know, and, that are carbon yeah. fiber and they weigh next to nothing yeah. and things like that.
1: Well, you know, it could just be like, maybe we're just, um, we're just too soft. Cause you know, like there are people who do get, they do just fine with the, that's true stuff. Yeah. Um, you know, it's like, yeah,
0: i would say too we do pretty long rides mostly yeah. too so it's like it just depends we, i think on, we need those a little bit more yeah it kind of just depends on what your comfort level is i personally like to be comfortable yeah. even though motorcycling is not the most comfortable activity <laughs> but i prefer to make myself like as comfortable as i can be yeah. while also enjoying motorcycling and that for me involves spending a little bit more money just so i can get uh a jacket that I really like the fit of that will work in multiple situations because it is an adventure dra- jacket, right? So it works well on long rides or just uh, colder weather rides. But I did end up buying more gear later on, still. Like, I have my airwave jacket for summer riding because yeah. you know I want as much airflow <laughs> as possible. I have two pairs of street boots because I realized the ones I bought initially were a little too hot because they're waterproof, yeah. And then I bought my adventure boots because right. I needed. Uh, nice touring boots for long rides and for off-roading because i don't want my shins and ankles to be breaking apart so um so i did spend probably the most money on boots after the helmet because i have three different (laughs) pairs now and um beyond that i have a pair of touring pants and a pair of jeans so i focused initially on more like the adventure riding type stuff minus the boots that was kind of like i should have just Adventure boots from the start, yeah. But now that I do a mixed bit of riding, I kind of like having cl- motorcycle clothes that look casual but also a set separate for, set for something more technical. Yeah, <clears throat> no, I hear that. <laughs> so I think, I think in the end, it just kind of depends on what kind of riding you're doing. If you're, um
1: your couch just scared me. <laughs>
0: <laughs> if you're if you are doing uh, more street riding and things like that, you're going to be buying a certain set of clothes. But if you're planning on doing touring or adventure riding and going long distance, you're probably going to be spending a little bit more money because those clothes tend to get a little bit more expensive because you get yeah. your they have like the waterproof lining and we and can't forget the sport
1: lo- bike riders their leather suits.
0: No, that's true. <laughs> so- <laughs> that's that's a whole other level of category. And those leather suits do not look cheap. No, they don't. Or uh, very comfortable i think i, I can't know, say I i've never been in another suit in one, of any kind so <laughs> i feel like i would just boil in it probably until i start moving so there's different levels of gear that you can get and to look at one of my best recommendations probably is to go to your local. if you have a um like if your local motorcycle dealer has hmm. uh an area inside where they sell Gear and equipment and things like that to go in there and try it on yourself, especially the helmet. I think those are ones you have to try on in person. Oh, yeah, no doubt. Uh, try them on, see how they feel. And if something doesn't feel right, try something else because just remember, you're going to be spending a long time on this, and you want to be you don't want it to have any weird like pressure points or pulling or nagging anywhere that's going to distract you from riding and from watching the road and enjoying the ride. One, um. Make you just making you not want to wear it too. Oh yeah, I, you know, that's I, true. I, I
1: hear that from people who's like, oh, I have safety gear, but like I don't want to wear it because it's uncomfortable. So it's yeah. Like, well, I, you know, so, and, and not that it's ever going to feel like regular clothes, but yeah, um, and it doesn't. And yeah. That's just kind of a, you know. But you can find something that would that you know just yeah. So it's like I, like I would say like just spend the time and you know perhaps the money if if warranted uh, to get some just get something like a little bit higher quality i don't even want to say quality because there's some good stuff that's you know that's not cheap. super expensive
0: yeah. but um just something that feels comfortable and right don't don't and, don't just go for the lowest bid yeah and one of the things i noticed also with um spending a little bit a little bit more on gear or especially like clothes and stuff like that and those some of the more expensive is better armor mm. not necessarily in terms of protection but in comfort yeah because you get that f- <laughs> more flexible armor instead of hard armor like on my um Revit jacket like it's it's got a lot more yeah. flex in the elbow and i really like oh that. and your airwave one yeah the yeah. airwave has their sea yeah. soft armor which feels really nice and uh yeah, that, that is some pretty good stuff yeah and so for me that was worth spending just for the extra comfort but i mean everyone has their own levels of comfort so i think it's just kind of up to the person to determine what they're willing to do and if they want to ride with street clothes i mean it's their life it's yeah, their safety it, it's not mine i would and, say like
1: it's just do what you want but i don't care where a helmet just please wear a helmet yeah yeah
0: what helmet and gloves yeah and proper boots that's that's the everything else you can kind of probably just like you know as long as they wear uh, a helmet and gloves I'll, yeah I'll, I, not that i would bug them anyway. especially <laughs> um because i was also from fortnite for from fortnite i remember here uh he had a video talking about how one of the biggest injuries happens on the ankle. Mm. Cause if you're a new rider, you have a chance of dropping the bike. And mm. if your yeah. boots aren't protected and, and I'm talking proper riding boots, not just hiking boots. Well, when you support. dropped your tiger and good thing you're wearing ADV boots. Yeah. So. Yeah. My, my foot was fine. I felt nothing. Yeah. And my foot was pinned. Like I had to prop <laughs> the bike up a little bit to slide that out. And my, my foot was fine. And you know, that was an ADV boot. That was a whole different situation. But if you're yeah. riding on the street, something with, a bit more ankle protection than your average boot, and abrasion protection is the big one. Mm-hmm. Um, will save you a lot of money in hospital bills and a lot of pain later on, I feel like. So, <laughs> my opinion, boots, gloves, helmet, is probably the three most important things you can get. And then everything else you can kind of piece together as whatever safety level you want to be at. Yeah. I, I am an at-cat person, except for the Distinguished
1: Gentleman's Ride. And then, yeah. I wear,
0: <laughs> like, then I wear a helmet and gloves. And There's only been a few <laughs> times where I've worn um i still wear my jacket all the time but i wore just regular jeans Mm -hmm. that's when we went on that uh the rocket three right i was just wearing regular jeans and boots because it was just around the just around the block there the neighborhood it wasn't really a a long ride so i was like okay fine i'll risk it but that's you know still a risk right there yeah when
1: i like um uh with the
0: you know what? Skip me. I lost it. I had something important <laughs> to go with that, but I've lost it, so that's that's One on me. <laughs> big important thing I would recommend, though, is earplugs. For Yeah, I would say earplugs for long rides. Especially um, for long yeah. rides. And I don't know, for me personally, I, I I have pretty sensitive hearing, I feel like, and I already have slight ringing in my ears, <laughs> mm-hmm. which I don't like. So once I did like my first higher-speed ride that's that was not around the neighborhood that was actually oh, yeah, like getting up to 60 miles an hour <laughs> so i was like my ears are killing me i yeah. feel ringing they are very loud and i did not expect it to be as loud as that on a motorcycle it just yeah. never occurred to me for some reason because i've never really been on one before and i'm just like oh yeah you know it'll be loud but it won't be that bad but i was yeah. like oh this is loud so i invested <laughs> to make sure and to invest in some like high fidelity earplugs that wear comfortably under the helmet so i can still yeah. hear traffic but I can't hear the wind or the road noise quite as much. And it helps immensely. Plus I feel like it helps a lot on longer rides because it keeps you, um, more awake, more sharp, because you're not getting that constant noise. Yeah. For me, it's
1: like, I, and I, I usually do wear them, but if I'm going to go like grab some food with some friends and it's not very oh, far, yeah. I'm just yeah, like, yeah. I don't want to have to, you know, so like, but long rides, highway for sure. Yeah. And not even like long distance rides, just like, like okay, I'm going to be out for a while, like, just wherever I'm going. Yeah. Just, if I'm just going to be putting around town, like then I'll wear them in because then I'm riding, then I'm exposed
0: to that sound for a long time. Exactly. So. So it's, it's the amount of time you're exposed to and not necessarily the yeah. loudness of the sound yeah but i think that's a very important thing to have also if you start out on a
1: honda rebel with that stock exhaust that, that thing's gonna blow your, your <laughs> drums out <laughs> that barge because of a
0: muffler. <laughs> once you lose that hearing it's not coming back so yeah. if yeah. you're a new rider just be cautious and be aware of that especially if you're not if you're planning on doing longer rides um because you'll probably regret it in the future yeah so because i used to listen to really loud music yeah. With earplugs in or ear earphones in in high school. And now I just neglected my ears. So, I think we all did at one point in yeah. life and now we're kind of paying for it a little bit. <laughs> no,
1: but uh, I, um, yeah, I was going to say I, I did ride to, I, I thought I could be one of those guys who would like go to the gym on their motorcycle. And it's like, cause I just, I missed riding. It was like, you know, it's like I'd rode to the, to my gym, which is only a few blocks away. Yeah. So I had my helmet and my gloves and I was just in gym clothes.
0: Um, I did not like that at all. No, I rode I rode mine in shorts one time too, just around the neighborhood to pull it back into the garage, and I was like, I don't, nope, nope. I feel so exposed and uncomfortable. I you don't really realize how like thin like gym shoes are until you're like going down the road. And you're just oh like, yeah, like
1: oh, this is yeah. tissue paper for yeah, me. <laughs> like, yeah, if I
0: were to fall right now, this would disintegrate <laughs> into my foot like immediately. And um, so, props to you guys who do that, but um, I, but also please I can't wear foot protection. <laughs> Uh when you when you first started riding, did you kind of expect to be spending or looking at gear as hard as you did? Mm.
1: Yeah, I guess. Like maybe I didn't like fully realize it, but like I was I was aware of how much time I was spending looking at gloves, helmets, like oh that looks cool. That looks cool. I
0: hate that. Yeah. You and know? Did you buy your gear before you buy your bike? Or I did bought you get the bike first.
1: I bought my helmet first. I was just like so uh, I, I think I just needed that shopping therapy. Yeah, because I just like it was like the day after like a, f- a family funeral, mm. and so I just like went and grabbed. Sense. So I so I went and grabbed, bought my first motorcycle helmet, um, and like I hadn't even taken the the MSF wasn't for like another month or something. Oh really? Okay. Or no 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 that's not right. It was a few weeks. It was, it was still a few okay. weeks ago. So I bought my own helmet for the MSF. Okay, That's, um, I didn't know that. That's and then fun. I bought the once I finished with the MSF, I went and bought my jacket and gloves um, the same day. Okay, and I, I started out using just like standard work boots for a minute, and then
0: I uh, did my MSF almost a year before I actually bought my motorcycle. So I had a, a quite a long time too. I couldn't yeah. actually afford a bike at that time, but I really wanted to have the endorsement for <laughs> when I do have yeah. finally can afford a bike, I can just go and buy one. <laughs> Uh, but it was about two weeks before I bought my first bike that I bought all the gear because I was so concerned about safety and Mm -hmm. just being protected because I don't want to have to go to the doctor or the hospital, end up in the hospital. So I was like, okay, I'm just gonna buy all this and yeah. then I can spend money on the bike. Right. So I kind of reversed. And this was during COVID, so it's nice to have those uh sweet stimulus checks. So Yeah, that's I did what my helped part me get in mine. Stimulating the economy by buying motorcycle gear. Yeah. Just it's it's patriotic. <laughs> yeah. So. It's we we did our duty as <laughs> Americans. Buy your motorcycles. Buy motorcycles. Be an American <laughs> Um Yeah, but since since then it's just kind of uh after i feel like after you start writing you kind of just learn to pick up on what kind yeah. of equipment and gear you need what you're missing and where you need to make upgrades and why you can probably save some money
1: yeah i th- oh, I'm just to adjust here but so, no I, I think that w- that would be really good too and like and um if you can too like this is one thing i've kind of picked up on is like if the shop will let you if you're like shopping in person um, or if you order online just try it out like before you take off on the road like see how it feels exactly. like if you got new gloves make sure you can manipulate your controls everything right you know um it's kind of like uh, like if you ever take flying lessons they, they tell you to do like armchair flying and it's just kind of like yeah just kind of like sit down for a while wearing your gear it it looks better if you live alone you look like a, a weirdo <laughs> with people walking around your, and you're sitting in a house with motorcycle gear but actually no like really just like sit in all your stuff. And just wear it for a minute. Because um, then you'll find it. I would rather find out if I hate something at home than.
0: Yeah. <laughs> so. what, what I do with any. Be- basically any piece of clothing clothing I buy. Whether it's motorcycle related. Or like ski jacket. Outdoor clothes and stuff like that. I will. Even in the store. I was trying on ski jackets just last week. And I'm standing there in the middle of Columbia store. Like reaching my arms yeah. up. Touching my <laughs> toes. And stuff like that moving around, stretching, because I'm just like, okay, where's it pooling? What's it doing? Yeah. And I basically do do that with any kind of, like, technical clothes, and I buy did the same thing with motorcycle clothes, uh, especially with the pants. Like, how does it feel if I squat down or yeah. sit in them? There's a pool anywhere. And I think that's kind of, just kind of one of those important things to try out so you know that they're going to be comfortable on the, yeah. on, on the long ride. No, I
1: agree. I think, um, yeah, that, that's just... That, that's just stuff that it sounds like we've both just kind of like learned as we go. So. If you were
0: to start writing now, or looking back to when you first started, would you do anything different in regard to what kind of gear you bought? Or, uh, like I said. like or I, even what I, kind of motorcycle you bought. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yes. No. So, um, I uh, Like I said before, is like I would have spent more on, like, the gear now because, like, you know, I, I okay, like maybe I spent less than you when I started out, yeah. Lo and behold, eight months later, I'm buying it all over again. So, you know, and like, I'm
0: still rolling with this mostly the same stuff,
1: yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, by the same time, I did switch from like, it's like, oh, I want like I thought I wanted that little baby cruiser life, yeah. And then I was like, no,
0: adventuring is more fun for me personally. So, um, if you were knowing that you if you were to go back in time, knowing that you would get uh, do, want to do adventure riding. What would you get instead? Um, for your bike? well, helmet or wait for or the for bike motorcycle motorcycle?
1: Yeah. Well, I already said like my dream bike was that scrambler. I didn't think I'd ever afford it. <laughs> so, like then I did then I did. That's true. so I, I got I but, got the bike I originally I got like you know I'm scrolling through all these types of motorcycles and I saw the scrambler, the triumph scrambler. yeah, I was like that's the bike. that's the one. Okay. Um, but then nice. I saw the price and then landed on something I was like <laughs> and then reality hits hit. like no, I gotta get something a little bit more like within my budget sailor so
0: um, for the cruiser life, and not just because a cruiser, but it's a, it's a Honda. You know, That's Hondas true. Are, yeah, yeah. That's one of the reasons why I, Honda's my first bike was a yeah. Honda, is because I just knew it was going to work. It's going to be very well, and, and not just like
1: like that, just like. But it seems like price point wise, I think Honda will typically like take home the gold in that category of like, uh, like approachability
0: for the price. Hundred percent agree. So Honda for makes the some, most case. Honda makes yeah. some good motorcycles. Pretty much every motorcycle manufacturer makes yeah. makes good stuff, and I feel like all of them have. The one or two models that are kind of like worse than the others. Well, that's just why am, not quite yeah. as
1: good. Well, I, well, that's what I mean. Is like when I was looking for the Hondas, it's yeah. like their price points, are like kind of drove me to look at them more. Me too. So because this, yeah,
0: like my first CB 500 that I had, or my first bike, uh, that was a very good bang for the buck. Yeah. Like, I mean, looking at bikes now, um, you got the Transalp, which would have been probably something I would have definitely looked, looked at. at yeah. When that first came out, because that has uh, way more electronics. It's mm-hmm. um, so it as bare bones, and a bit more. Uh, it's a bit beefier, like suspension and tire and wheels, uh, compared to the CP
1: 500 X that I had. Does it make you wonder too? Sometimes it's like because you know I look at because I had to get a car in twenty a brand new car in twenty twenty one. Yeah, awful time to buy. <laughs> you know, but uh, better but than now. Better than now. Yeah, I, I, I think I slid into the line, but yeah. like, but just, like you know, like it looks like uh, drivers for their cars are they're more and more they're expecting things just to be standard on a car. Yeah. And do you think that's kind of happening now too? Like from with motorcycle. Like I obviously like I, maybe things haven't changed that much since 2020. Yeah. But like at the same time like for the the bikes that we're seeing come out now, that like we're seeing a lot more or a lot less barebone bikes, like for be, you know beginners.
0: Yeah, you know, I haven't thought of it until you just mentioned it, but I think that would actually make a really good topic for mm-hmm. for a full episode. I was just thinking of that. I'm just yeah. like, it seems like oh. there's just more but and more feel,
1: like being expected to be. The I norm. think I
0: kind of agree. Yeah, I mean, I feel like it also depends on which category of bike you're looking yeah. at, like adventure bikes. I feel like people do kind of expect to see at least like an off-road mode and. Uh, way to turn off traction control or at least
1: like off-road like more like off-road like higher suspension or something higher suspension spoked wheels uh, spoked wheels
0: beefier tires and things like that um but if you're looking at more of like uh like a classic modern classic bike i feel like it might be a little bit less of an expectation because if you look at the like the bmw r9t for example that's a very bare bones bike
1: for what it is honestly yeah and it's it's not a
0: cheap bike still (laughs) or even the r18 (laughs) from bmw like they look very bare bones they look wonderful but very bare bones (laughs) yeah like very analog bikes i Mm -hmm. think i don't even know if they have traction control or anything like that i think they have abs because i think that's a requirement yeah for most new bikes but i think it just kind of depends on which model but i do kind of agree that i feel like people are kind of expecting it a bit more and more yeah well i'm wondering if like
1: if then if like in the next coming years maybe if like you won't you'll stop seeing digital screens you know yeah. and like you, and you will you'll have like your the classic bikes or they're, they're going to keep their their needles because yeah. like that's part of the experience but i feel like instead of like a digital display like maybe it's there that's just not going to be like i don't know maybe no i agree like, even I like agree. my dad's honda shadow there's no gas gauge there's no gear indicator i feel and yeah. then i think that was this that is that techni- i think that technically is like the real back thing yeah. you know
0: but like but no, I couldn't do, I personally couldn't do it without like even at least a fuel gauge. Cause I'm like, I like to oh, know yeah, how much no, gas I yeah. have left. I don't want that much anxiety in yeah. my life. It's already too. I, I can,
1: <laughs> I thought, and that's the other thing. Actually, I'm going to say that for, um, for new writers, it's a nice thing to have. I thought I was going to need it no matter what, but I just rarely, I just don't look at my gear indicator that much anymore.
0: I don't really look at mine either. No, just so, unless I'm trying to find neutral. Yeah, I want so to make I, sure it's in neutral. <laughs> yeah, I get that's the only it, yeah. time I pretty much look at it. But other than that, I just kind of bump it up through the and in those like gears. in the in
1: those bikes without it, they they always have like a neutral indicator. Oh, that's true. I forgot about know? that. You know, so it's like they, they look for that light. But I, so I thought for sure is like like oh no no I'm gonna mess this up. I need I I need a gear indicator. But now, so you're um, you're so I'd, used to it. Yeah, because my first, technically, my first motorcycle experience was a dirt bike when I was a kid. Yeah. Um, but I was thrown on something way too big. The class <laughs> was going way too fast for me, um, and so I thought I didn't like motorcycles. And then I, you know, yeah. got older than thirty.
0: Both the so, uh, <laughs> both the bikes I had had gear indicators, and yeah, fuel gauges, and I liked having that a lot. Yeah, fuel but, gauge is nice. <laughs> but yeah, I think. I think for the most part it will depend on the price point of bike you're looking at. I feel like with yeah. a more expensive bike you kind of would expect. Well, obviously more if you features. step back a few years
1: too, yeah. like you're gonna get like something that was like not gonna have some of those features. And, oh, 100%. but you're gonna save
0: you're gonna save a bunch of money. That is very true. So, um, any additional advice for new riders that are tuning into this? Um, you know, I don't like really add?
1: think so. I just other than that, you really just gotta go get an idea of what you want to try, like. Um, what's in your price point, your experience point, you know, because I I've heard of it happening. I, I would, but to me this would be my worst nightmare is if I went to test, ride a bike at a dealership and I dropped it. Oh yeah. You know, and that's actually, I didn't ride, um, my, my rebel 500 because in the MSF I rode a rebel 300. Oh, (laughs) so I was like, I already kind of knew. Okay. But at the same time, like if I hadn't done that, I was, I thought about that before. It's like, I don't know if I would have like how I, just being fresh into it, you know? Yeah. So, but I was, no, that's, yeah.
0: And I think that's a good point to kind of wrap things up Maybe on I'm this. Maybe over, I'm overly cautious. Anyway. <laughs> I, mean, I think that's better <laughs> than being too reckless though. Yeah. But what about you? What you were you going to say? Oh, I was going to say like, I feel like that's a good way to kind of wrap it up is just to mention that um, if you are in the market for a motorcycle, if you're starting out, go to your local dealerships, find out what they have, go sit on the, like first try to fi- try to figure out what kind of bike you want. Do you want to do off-road, on-road touring, sport bike, riding around town, things like that, hitting the twisties? So figure out the category of bike and then go to whatever dealership you can yeah. and sit on them. Even if you don't feel confident to ride on them, actually sit on them, check them out, play with the controls, feel the sitting sitting position to see how that is. So you stand get it a, upright,
1: put the kickstand up. Yeah, actually, that's what and, I, that, I did uh, do that,
0: <laughs> and just uh, like figure out what it's like to sit on that bike and Yeah. to see, because, you know, maybe you think you want a, a fully fared sports bike and you sit down and you realize, wow, this hurts my back. And I don't <laughs> want to sit on this for more than 30 <laughs> minutes. And, you know, you, now, you know, because yeah. now you went to the dealership and you tried it out and now you know better. Uh, and, and just things like that. And the same goes with gear. Like you mentioned, go to the store, try it out. Basically end of the day, I think, um, just, just try it out, experiment, see what you like, see what you don't like. Yeah. And if uh dealership lets you go demo one, do it. To piggyback off of that with you too, it's like I, I don't know about you, but typically
1: I've seen that the um the sizing not just between brands, but just like the sizing of motorcycle clothing is just, there's no oh, there's no rhyme so or reason. Wild. There's no yeah. rhyme or reason. Yeah, so, I will wear a large yeah. in
0: one brand and I have to go 2XL in another. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Even so. within the same brand, I have to look at <laughs> yeah, yeah. different sizes. I think my, my sand jacket is a large. My airwave is a 2X, which seems oh, huge. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. it just feels, it's it just it's depends nuts. all on the cut and yeah. things like that. So. so just keep that in mind. <laughs> um, I think that's a, good point to wrap it up on. i think so yeah okay. um
1: i think we need to start doing some like socials though like instagram i don't yes. know i'm not i'm not
0: touching twitter but if you want to but i'm good <laughs> so no, we'll just stick to instagram, instagram TikTok, yeah. maybe oh yeah let's see because yeah. we can oh, sorry about that uh <laughs> we can <laughs> put clips uh clips from that on that oh yeah um, tiktok or instagram um so we'll we'll link them down here once we create them or we'll link them in the description once we get around to making them and uh once again yeah thank you so much for listening and like always if you have any comments or suggestions or any uh, recommendations for future topics or just uh you know let us know how you're how we're doing or how we can do better i yeah. uh, feel free to shoot us an email or if you're watching this on youtube feel free to leave a comment below
1: yeah and again thank you to everyone for listening thanks to eurosports utah um uh, yes. for all the guys down there like letting us check out bikes and generally just come hang out (laughs) yeah so thank
0: you so much everyone and we will see you next
1: month bye bye